What's up? Thanks for supporting. Thanks for listening. This is Hoop Nerds with your boy, Coach Mega. Um, just talking about the state of the game from high school, college, and NBA. Just my hot takes on how I feel about the game and just talking about the game from a more IQ standpoint, not just talking about numbers and stats and highlights, but the game in a much higher level into its lowest, smallest details. Thank you for listening. Please come back and subscribe. Yo, how y'all doing? Welcome back to Hoop Nerds with your boy Arnell Milton, a.k.a. Coach Mega. So, for those that follow me on social media and whatnot, it may come off that I'm a LeBron James hater. That is the furthest from the truth. I actually love LeBron James. Love his game. Have plenty of his shoes and his gear. Um, Played against him in high school as a sophomore. Raved about his game. Said, like... If you put Scottie Pippen and Magic Johnson together, that's that's LeBron James. You know, even was in a few Nike ads and got some Nike gear because through his um, witness um, campaign they had a few years ago when you told about your best LeBron James story. So I don't have an issue with LeBron. This is the issue. Constantly on my feed are Le- these certain type of LeBron fans. I call them LeBron sexuals. And instead of just celebrating the greatness of LeBron James, and he's great, and he'll go down as one of the best players of all time. I don't think he is the GOAT. I'm not saying he can't be the GOAT. But as of right now, as today, if he retired, he's not the GOAT in my eyes. And I'll get in the, in the next episode, I'll get in why I don't think he is. We'll go through, we'll be MJ versus LeBron or LeBron versus some other player I feel like he has not surpassed. But let's get back to the topic. I don't have an issue with LeBron James. Great. I think he's a great human being. He's great for the game, great ambassador for the game. But when we start talking about the greatest of all time, I have to hold him to a different standard. And right now, the standard I'm going to use, because he's the greatest player I've seen, you know, and even though I'm a Kobe Bryant fan, big Kobe Bryant fan, but the greatest player I've ever seen from my two eyes live was Michael Jordan. And I don't even think Michael Jordan's the GOAT, if we want to keep it 100%. You know, I think some of the best players of all time play the center position. Now, for the centers are in a whole different category, and I'll talk about that on episode three. But when you start talking about the GOAT, I have to hold LeBron James at a different standard. And when I look at his game and look at his body of work, I just don't feel he surpassed certain players. So I'm just being objective because I actually like LeBron James. I have to be objective, and objectively, I don't feel he is the GOAT for various reasons, which I'll get into in another episode or another segment of this episode. But that's my issue. I don't hate LeBron James. I think he's great. I love the how he plays, his, him wanting to be a well-rounded player and be able to do multiple things very well or great, wanting to be a passer, wanting to be a scorer, taking pride on defense, taking care of his body, having a great worth ethic. He has multiple things that are great about him. I just don't think he's the greatest of all time. Welcome back. Part two of LeBron James um, episode. So this part's called Don't Believe the Hype. The reason why I'm saying this, as you noticed lately, especially since ESPN has the rights to the NBA, there's been this ongoing discussion of LeBron versus Jordan. 
right? I mean, kind of missed the whole LeBron versus Kobe conversation, which is a conversation for those that don't think it is. Just because Le- LeBron James' advantages over Kobe Bryant was his size, not his skill. But back to the topic of hand, this is a constant everyday discussion, which helps a lot of these talking radio heads get rates, ratings because it's the new school versus the old school. And many of the new school fans didn't watch or see Michael Jordan play. They don't do their research. They don't do their homework. They're not students of the game. I even had a young woman at, well, a young girl at my after school program that I work at, that I coach at, that was telling me that Stephen Curry's better than Michael Jordan. That's how ridiculous this is because these, these people don't really study the game or the history of the game. And knowing the other greats before the players they currently love and enjoy watching. So, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. It's going to happen a few times. So there's a lot of concept to touch. But um, you, I've just been noticing this, this constant thing. And one of the main people I feel that's making a lot of steam with this is Nick Wright. And he's really, really exciting a certain demographic. But his logic most of the time is incredibly flawed. So all I'm saying is don't believe the hype. Do your own research. Google, go to NBA.com, go to NBA Basketball Reference, go to YouTube and look at some old clips, look at some old videos, because they're saying things that sound great and they're very sensational, but when you really start to take them apart, you realize that they're not true with this whole argument about LeBron James being the greatest of all time or being better than Michael Jordan. They're just not true. They sound good. For example, one of the myths I'll touch is Michael Jordan's not making out the first round his first three years in the NBA when the NBA was actually, especially the Eastern Conference, was very strong with the Boston Celtics, some of their greatest teams of all time. The 76ers driven by Dr. J and Moses Malone, Maurice Cheeks, and the Boston Strangler, and yada, 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 and you had the Detroit Pistons. So the Eastern Conference was very strong. I also forgot to mention the Milwaukee Bucks, who also were a very strong team. So Jordan not getting out the first round, was he wasn't supposed to get out the first round with a, a very bad Chicago Bulls team and a very poor supporting cast. You know, so that's one of the things they try to use to elevate LeBron James as he got out the first round. Which like I said, it's not a good point. Another point that pl- a lot of players use is saying, well Michael Jordan wouldn't be very effective in this era. There's a problem with that. Because as a player who was very similar to him, didn't have the same physical ability, and I'm talking about him in his later years, called Kobe Bryant, who we saw dominate many of these young new age guards. So if an older Kobe Bryant, not in his prime, not Kobe with the fro, but a young Kobe Bryant was able to dominate such players, why wouldn't Jordan, who was bigger, stronger, and more athletic than Kobe Bryant, not fare well in today's current NBA? Even taking it a step further, if you can go, you can go Google Michael when he was 39 and 40, when he was playing on the Wizards, when he was the worst version of himself, and he was still scoring 50 points, 40 point, 30 point games. You can Google when he played against Kevin, Kevin Garnett, and this is MVP level franchise player. 6'11", one of the best defenders in NBA history, Kevin Garnett, and giving him buckets. Tracy McGrady, when he was in his prime in Orlando, giving him buckets. 
destroying guys like Paul Pierce and Vince Carter. These were bigger, more modern guards, more modern players, more athletic players. And Jordan, because of his skill level, which Nick Wright says, well, name something that Jordan did better. Jordan had a more complete offensive skill set. And his skill set, even when he declined athletically, was still good enough for him to be able to dominate a lot of the younger, more athletic players that were still dominant into the Kobe era and the beginning of the LeBron James era. So those are two myths that I just destroyed right there, saying, trying to take away from Michael Jordan's greatness. And one thing I have issue I have with LeBron sexuals is they'll give LeBron a compliment, but then have an excuse for him when he doesn't succeed that contradicts the compliment. Don't try to devalue Michael Jordan to uplift LeBron James. Like I said, Michael Jordan's the standard. So LeBron has to live up to that standard and surpass it for him to be better than Michael Jordan. And he has not done that. And that's not this whole, well, Michael went six for six. It's not how many times you went to the finals, but how you perform. And Michael always performed well in those moments. As I said, and don't take my word for it, but find me a playoff series where Michael Jordan wasn't the best player. He may have not won that series, but name me a series in which Michael Jordan wasn't the best player or the most dominant presence on the floor. And there's not many playoff series that you can find. I could find many playoff series in which LeBron James was not the most dominant player in the play, in that playoff um, series. Sometimes not even the most not even the best player on his own team. So that's something which we have to disqualify you from the greatest of all time debate, let alone the 17 points per game average he had his, his first year making the finals with the Miami Heat. These things take away from that. Like I said, we're going to talk about LeBron James being a Hall of Famer, no doubt. And one of the greatest players of all time, no doubt. Him one of the best players in the position, no doubt. Him one of the top 10 or 5 players of all time, no doubt. I can I can get with all that. But when you start saying he's the GOAT, I have to look at him differently through a microscope and a different standard. And he doesn't measure up in many categories. But as I said, don't believe the hype. And Nick Wright's one of the guys on that hype machine for Fox News. And most other people are either guys that didn't like Michael Jordan because they were Nick fans. And I'll get on that a whole other time. A lot of Nick fans that taking their time to take out their frustration of Mike keeping them from winning championships and trying to discredit his legacy and give LeBron James love. LeBron James is not a superior player. Even despite him being a better, bigger, stronger player, he wasn't a superior player in skill. As I said, who was a better jump shooter? Michael Jordan. Who was better creating off the dribble? Michael Jordan. Who was better coming off screens? Michael Jordan. Who was better off the ball? Michael Jordan. Who was better creating his offense? Michael Jordan. Who was a better mid-post player? Michael Jordan. Who had more go-to moves? Michael Jordan. What does LeBron James really do better? The one thing you might give him is he's a better passer. Is it because his passing ability was better or he was more willing passer? Because he's more of a in a point guard mode than Michael was. Michael was a scorer. But when Michael went into this, he could. In his videos, we'll see where players said one of the things they feared about Jordan is 
not only would he give you buckets, but he was sometimes more dangerous as a passer. So, if we, so to answer Nick Wright's question, I just named multiple things that Michael Jordan's better at. I'll say LeBron James is a better three-point shooter by percentage. But I'll ask you this question, and then I'm gonna cut to the. We'll cut to the next segment. If Michael Jordan and LeBron James are on a fast break, and you're the point guard, and you're down two points with 30 seconds left, and you need a three, are you passing it to LeBron James, or are you passing it to Michael Jordan? I ask you another question. You're up two points, right? You're you're on defense, and you have to make a rotation. Either Michael Jordan's gonna get the open three, or LeBron James gets the open three. Who are you run into and closing out to, and who are you leaving open? I think right there answers who's the better shooter. We get into percentages, and like I said, that's the number game. And numbers are very helpful, but numbers tell part of the story, not the entire story. Guys like Nick Wright and other pundits tend to overlook that segment. Numbers do not lie, but numbers can be used to mislead, especially if you don't use other numbers and other forms of logic to fully piece your argument together. I can just give you one stat. I can say, well, for example, this player is not a coach player because he only averages three points in four quarters, but you forget to mention that his team's Plus minus in fourth quarters is, let's say, 15. Or his team has a winning margin of 12 points. Or this player only plays three or four minutes in fourth quarters are usually up by a lot. So I can say one misleading thing to make you think this player is not a good fourth quarter player when, in fact, he's not a good fourth quarter player because he usually doesn't have to play in fourth quarters. His team has a commanding lead. 